Today is Thursday, June 23rd, 2022. Today on the Ether, community conversation regarding Terra 1.0, hosted by Orbital Command. Let's take a listen. Evening all, we're just bringing a few people up. Our host, Dr. Doscoin, is just coming up to speak. I'll let him introduce this space. I think I'm on now. Can you hear me there, guys? Yep. Fantastic. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, wherever you are, people. Um, Thanks for jumping on the call. Looking forward to having this conversation over the next 60 minutes or so. Um, basically, we'll just feel out how it goes. If it's uh, productive and it's going well, we might extend it beyond the 60 minutes there. But what I'd love to do is sort of just frame what this is going to be about today. We decided that we wanted to have a call with the community, just have a real check-in with you know everyone here, everyone who is part of Terra V1 um, and obviously you know wants to see it succeed. And we just want to see you know OC's role within it. Um, you know, how we can have an effective discussion about how us as, you know, an OG validator, how we can support Terra Classic. Um, and obviously we want to do so in a way that makes sure that it's good for us, good for us as a, a team and as a validator, and mostly importantly for the community. And so, you know, some of the points we'd like to talk about today are around some sustainability, around, um, you know, some of the proposals, uh, the plans that we've got kind of coming up in the future, and any concerns, questions, queries on your end, Anything that is going to contribute to the conversation uh, in a productive manner, we do welcome. And so I think we've got, we do, we've got Rebel, we've got Zion, uh, and we've got Edwin, who's behind the Orbital Command account at the moment. We are all part of Orbital. I think the Dow crew might even be joining us at some point, but ultimately we're going to open up the floor in just a moment and begin the conversation. What I'll do here is let's get some hands raised up. Anyone who's already you know, a key speaker typically in these types of meetings uh, who would want to, you know, start conversation. Um, I invite you to put your hand up. And I'd love to just hear, you know, just some thoughts and views first and foremost on your hopes for the future of Terra V1. And so what we'll do is we'll just take a moment, accept any hand requests that might come up there. And as I'm not sure if anyone's put their hand up yet. Can you see anything there? Yeah, we we got a German cool. coming up. Go for it. German, you are up as a speaker. Do you have a comment or question? It looks like your your mic is on, so you're able to speak. I'm not sure. Maybe you're on your PC. Can you can the rest of you guys see him as a speaker? Because I, I don't see him up here. No, I think there was a connecting issue. We've got Deebs up as a speaker. <clears throat> hey, hey everyone yeah no i just kind of cued in to this community here in this space uh to kind of hear more from the rest of the community because i mean i think most of us got wrecked on terra v1 and obviously i'm holding bags here but you know with the migration to terra 2 um 
you know, I, I really don't see much of the roadmap for Terra V1. So that's why I'm kind of, you know, just trying to key in here and, and see what the rest of the community is thinking, because, you know, for all intents and purposes, where my focus has been is Terra 2. Yeah, I think Terra Classic is right now kind of in, in that stage where, you know, there's a lot of people, including myself, that are still holding assets from that chain and, you know, potentially hoping that maybe in the future there's going to be some value there with some of the assets that we held. I think it's important, though, to understand like kind of what happened in the crash and kind of the overall impact that that can have on the price of these assets. So, you know, with the mechanism between Luna and UST and the way that that works, when when Luna, I'm sorry, when UST was depegging and, uh, you know, the market module for Luna and UST started being utilized, what was happening was there was a tremendous amount of Luna being minted in order to burn UST, um, now called USTC. And so the leftover result of that is like billions of uh, Luna Classic that was minted in that process that has left the value of Lunk uh, very depreciated. And so, you know, with any blockchain network, I think it's important to kind of take a look at, um, you know, the the value of the ecosystem in terms of the applications that are built on it, as well as the assets and kind of how the tokenomics of those assets are shaping up and how they can develop over time. When you kind of look at the uh, inflation of Lunk during the UST DPEG, it, it kind of has left the asset in a, a pretty um, pretty desolate position. I, I think it's going to be hard for the asset to kind of recover, but that's just my thoughts because of the support, the overall supply of it. But curious to hear others' thoughts. Sure, we've just got Dr. Doskoy coming back in. Edwin, are you able to bring him up as a co-host, please? And in the meantime, just trying to bring up hey, Hodlinski. Hey, hey, can Hod you, you? Is that right? Hod Hodlin since '85. Sorry, you got it. Um, yeah, unlike most people here, I just bought a ton of it at the bottom and just speculating for uh, for what the future might hold. But I know there's one guy on Twitter, like Happy Catty Crypto, who's been kind of leading the voice from a kind of lunar classic community and i think he was pretty keen to speak i don't know if he's here now but um i think he was kind of the guy that was doing a lot of the, the kind of investigation and diligence as to what's going on with it currently um if, if he's on he should be speaking but um, i don't know if i can actually see him here i'm having a look around sir i cannot see him is it a him or a her or it's a him person is it him yeah um well, I mean, listen, you've got the floor right now, so have you any I mean, thing you would like to share? Yeah, let's just burn everything <laughs> and become millionaires. That's my that's my goal. <laughs> yes, sir, go ahead. Hi, thanks. So, yeah, I mean, um, thank you for bringing everybody together for this discussion. And just a couple of thoughts. Um, yeah, I was not... I guess a Terra OG, and I was definitely drawn to the whole situation by the spectacular meltdown of Luna and UST. However, now that I'm involved and an active participant in what's going on, I would say that there is still a tremendous 
value in the Luna Classic chain. I mean, even now the develop, in my opinion, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but even the development now that's going on on Luna 2, those same builders are technically also building for Luna Classic because it's the same technology. And it could now, you know, they don't want to maintain that other chain. The value kind of went out of the uh, the tokenomics and all that kind of stuff. But all the energy of the community is really in Luna Classic right now. Uh, you know, Luna 2, maybe when there's another bull run and there's all kinds of enthusiasm again for the whole crypto space, maybe there'll be a hope for it. But right now, as we stand, the builders are working on Luna 2 and the whole community is sitting on Luna 1. And there's got to be a way to kind of bring them together and to help each other. And um, this tremendous, mar you know, most projects would love to start with this kind of community and market cap. And you have all kinds of coins that have, you know, much bigger supply and somehow they're thriving and there's a lot of excitement around it. I think that there's a tremendous amount of value to unlock from Luna Classic and the chain. But until utility and staking is returned, you know, that's going to keep developers away. It's going to keep any serious investors away uh, because right now the chain is held hostage. And I mean, that's the proposal of 4095 that was very important and now it has to be implemented. And of course, we need the validators all on board working together to make that happen. But as soon as utility and staking is returned, uh, I think that there's real potential, uh, not just as a meme coin or a speculation. I mean, there's really solid technology. I've only been introduced to Terra, like I said, since this whole thing happened. But, you know, the wallet, the station, all this kind of stuff, it's cool technology. It works really well. And uh, there's no reason why it should be discarded. That's just my thoughts on it. Thanks for your input there, mate. Uh, really appreciate it. With you bringing up 4095 there, we'd love to actually just maybe talk about, uh, you know, the potential consequences of re-enabling uh, the staking and delegation to the existing uh, active validator set at the moment. Um, anyone who is, you know, has some input on this uh, would be curious to hear. We've got a load of people with hands up to speak. Edwin, I think, just brought up christopher robbins hey what's going on everyone what's up so, so uh basically i guess uh from some of the knowledge that i've gathered uh you know over the past week or so month we'll say um obviously we we'd want to see the people who were holding um luna classic before the crash we'd, we'd want to get some kind of justice for them you know they they lost a ton of money but at the same time, everybody who bought the crash, this is like a crypto wet dream, I guess we could all say, you know, you, you've got a bag of X amount of coins and you're hoping it gets pumped and so on and so forth. But um, I think uh, the community kind of really just wants some clarification on uh, where are these proposals going after they've been approved? You know, where are they in the... Uh, I guess the state of Im implementation on these exchanges or other things too that we see, uh, you know, we'll see pictures of uh, Binance moving 5.75 trillion coins somewhere or, 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 you know, is that the user's coins or is it Binance's actual holdings? Um, these are just some of the things that I kind of just, you know, thought of myself that if we could get some kind of clarification on that, that would be awesome. Yeah, I think uh, one thing that's important, I guess, that uh, about this this proposal forty ninety five that is passed on on Terra Station is the type of proposal type that it is. 
So this is a what's known as a text proposal. And so when these pass and kind of the whole idea of like text proposals in uh, on Terra Classic, you know, was to basically signal support for an idea or kind of see what the community sentiment is around an idea. But the text proposal itself does not, when it is passed, automatically execute like a parameter change proposal would. And so, um, you know, with this proposal passing, what it's doing is it's kind of showing the community support on Terra Classic behind the idea of re-enabling staking and delegation to the existing act, uh, active validator set, but it doesn't automatically execute, um, you know, after it's uh, been passed. It, you know, it passed, I think, like a day ago or something. And so that, uh, just to provide a bit of clarification there on why that hasn't been implemented is because of the proposal type there um, and the way that that works. So uh, what do you, you know, what, what are your, um, what's your assumption on, on the whole Binance thing? You know, is that, do you think that's, uh, I mean, it's just obviously pure speculation unless they were to come forth and say that, yes, these are the user's coins or no, these, these are actually ours. Um, I mean, inevitably, it kind of seems like when everyone's backs up against the wall, uh, a mercy burn would, would kind of just make sense. Um, but I guess we, we just don't know. You know, like, like I said, there's pictures of, oh, Binance did this, but there's no context to it. It's just like, look, this is what it is. But I don't think anybody really knows, you know, because that's, that's a big deal, what, what they have. Hi, guys. Hello. 100%. Just, I was just going to come on that, come back on Christopher, Christopher yeah. Robin's point there. Yeah. Like, I mean, there's the... Mm -hmm. Vargas, can you go and mute for a moment, please? Yeah. Thanks, man. I mean, there's the, there's the whole phrase like "not your keys, not your crypto." So if you've got if you've got Lunk or any crypto on Binance, you, you take. I mean, okay, it's yours, but you technically don't own it. They've got custody of it. So if you if you want to be sure of what's happening to your Lunk, you need to have it on Terra Station. So that's definitely something we can help you with because we've got videos on YouTube showing how to set up a Terra Station wallet. And once you get your Lunk onto Terra Station, you've got custody of it. So you don't have to worry about what Binance are doing. Just wanted to put that out there. Um, Vegas, you're up. Hi, guys. Um, yeah, I just want to, to say that the, the, uh, regarding the, the 1495 being a text proposal, yes, I believe that uh, that shows uh, that the community wants to, to implement something when it's a text proposal. But at the same time, uh, is nothing stopping to to the proposal itself to not be implemented, like the three five six eight as well. So regarding the codes, they are being tested, and uh, I reckon that uh, they will be implemented at the same time. Uh, one more, one just one more point uh, regarding the people that say that uh, Luna Classic is dead and Luna Two is the one to go. Uh, I still have. Um, it's, not, it's still unofficial, but uh, this past week I received three uh, proposals to, to start implementing Luna Classic. So they are going to start using uh, Luna Classic as a, as, um, as a getaway. Uh, some other ones are going to use uh, Luna Classic blockchain to create a game, a uh, couple of things. And all of them are going to start implementing the burn as well. It's still non-official, but is a, is a nice step on the right direction as well. Uh, yeah, and uh, this is all of, is all of the community. Thank you.
We also have Happy Caddy Crypto that came up as a speaker. Uh, hey folks, um, I'm having to use my phone headset, so if I sound a little bit different, that is probably why. Um, I've had to install the app on my phone, but let's dive straight into it. So I first want to address the Binance coins and um, them not actually coming out and taking accountability for it being users and it not being users. Or there's just loads of questions left unanswered. Um, as to that, we would like an answer as a community, yes. Um, as to the governance things that people have been saying about how things are going, um, where it's heading and stuff like that, uh, Terror Rebels are attempting to rebuild uh, the governance, as most of you know, if you follow the content here on the channel. Um, and it's just, they've come together as a team. They are not part of TFL. None of them are getting paid. They have all come together to solve a issue that has been created by TFL. So therefore, they're picking up the pieces that TFL have left. And uh, as the proposals and everything like that, that are currently in the works, we have the one parameter change, which is 4080, which did get implemented. And um, it was a parameter change. So it was set to reach on an epoch of 7.7 days. So we should see that um, pretty soon. But that's not to set a definite date on anything. So, yeah, like I said, just keep supporting the proposals and um, keep supporting the governance and things like that. Um, as to Orbital Command, I've got a few questions, if that's okay. Sure. Absolutely. Okay, so my first question is, is why did you vote yes to Proposition 4095? Do, uh, are we all going to take a turn? What's the running order, Doctor? I was just going to say, I think Zion's probably got the, uh, probably the best answer for that one. Yeah, you know, I think really what, what, what our thinking here was, was um, one, I think that because it's a text proposal, we wanted to kind of signal support for just kind of like what the majority, it felt like the majority of the community wanted to do here. Um, when we voted, you know, at least from my understanding, I think when we voted, a lot of the votes had already been cast and there was, you know, overwhelming support for it and very little uh, pushback on the proposal. I think and it's so, a different different one you're talking about there. Uh, Zion, you're talking about 4095, 4080 was the uh, distribute 50% of transaction fees to the community pool and increase proposal validator awards. Was it, was that what you were asking about, Happy? Uh, no, it's 4095, but I know you folks have voted yes to multiple proposals, correct? Yeah, so I was, I was referring to 4095. Uh, Sorry, my mistake. No, you're good, you're good. Um, yeah, I was just saying, like, I, you know, it seemed like the community overwhelmingly wanted to support this, and so... Uh, you know, that's why we voted yes for it. Okay, cool. I, um, I just oh, like sorry. to come in on that as well. I mean, it, in a sense, it's about democracy as well. Like if if we are a proof of stake chain, then holding these tokens, I would expect as a holder to be able to stake. Exactly. Even yeah, it's really important. It is really important that we um, get the staking back on board. And it was nice to see that you folks have been support, uh, sorry, supporting the community at every turn. Um, so my next question is a bit, it's really irrelevant, so I'm not going to ask it. It was actually, do you support Luna Classic? But it seems quite obvious. Um, my next question is, is, do you know about Terra Rebels? And um, do you support what they're doing? Do you want to go Rebel? I was yes. going to say that I'm not well, overly aware, but I think Rebel might be across it. 
yeah, um, I'm, I'm not officially part of it in the sense that I'm Rebel DeFi, you're Terra Rebels. I am in the Discord and have been following some of the conversations. So yes, definitely aware of it. And the the, the one thing I, I, that's, I don't know if it's stressing me out, but that I do wonder about is that there are a few different groups. Um, it seems to me that Terra Rebels is the, the biggest, but there's also another one, Core Class, Classic Core. Um, and it, that if, one, if, sorry to interrupt. The, that one is uh, for you guys, yeah? So that one is not even open to public. That's not, uh, it's not, uh, it's a private group. It's only for the devs, for uh, key elements of the, of the, of what everyone is doing and the validators itself. Is that group, the, the last one that you just said, and I'm not going to say it again, uh, is basically to coordinate the, the initiative of implementing these changes on the network. Nothing else is just noise free and it's just for that. In terms of the um, uh, terror rebel, and other groups like the LCC and others. Uh, today we have a slight, a small little meeting uh, addressing exactly that. That uh, instead of uh, a lot of different groups started uh, doing uh, small little things in here and there, uh, so, uh, to start talking a little more to each other and we try to move in, in one way with one flag. Sure, so it, it seems that Quotera Rebels is the main one for the community. For the devs, yes. For uh, changes on the on the, but yes, for the community as well. Of course, they are they are doing what the community wants, but they are the genius that are doing the all the changes on the code. Like f before, uh, someone was talking about the 4080 that is a, a parameter change, but the 4095 and the uh, the 3568 they cannot be uh, they can never be implementation of um, parameter change because the code was non-existent. So Ed, that is uh, one of the genius uh, devs that is part of Terra Rebel, is the one that is uh, calling the two um, the two uh, proposals. Sure, and and it seems like there's a few validator groups in well seven at least in there just now, and that may well be going up over time. Um, back to happy. Uh, yeah, we are working on getting as many validators on board because at the end of the day, it's the validators that make the blockchain move. Uh, they do a lot of the work. And uh, they rely on the coins inside that blockchain and everything like that to do what they do. Um, so my next question for you guys is pretty much as will you continue to work um, with Luna Classic on the Classic Net? Yeah, that's a fantastic question. And that's the reason we've had this call today, because ultimately, you know, as a validator, we, uh, you know, it is a business and we have. We've got a team of, I think, eight people at this point. It was it was bigger, but we've had to downsize since the collapse. Ultimately, you know, in full transparency, we lost, like, as individuals of the team and then also as a business, you know, astronomical uh, amounts of money. And so we, uh, we, like everyone else, we're trying to bounce back. And so as a business, you know, it makes sense to be uh, profitable. And at the moment, we aren't profitable uh, on Luna Classic. And so... One of the things that we want to do is like find out, cool, what's the what's the future looking like for Lunacy? How long can we run, you know, this uh, portion of our ship? How long can we steer it in this direction um, while running at a loss? To you know, before it becomes, you know, something that is just not simply not viable. So, the whole purpose of this call really is to kind of gauge the the community support and figure out what is happening on Luna Classic beyond it just being a token burn chain. Um, I can see that we've got Jimmy listening at the moment. 
Um, and I think we've just put out a Jimmy from uh, Lunkdown. We've just put out a little request to him. So I'll just see, is he going to jump up and maybe talk a little bit about the future of Lunar Classic here? I've just got a message from Rebel. Can you see what's happening on the back end there, Rebel? Yeah, I just just sent Jimmy a little message to see if he is, um, maybe he's driving or, but hopefully he will consider coming up. Oh, he's, yep, yep. Jimmy's coming up. I also let Rick up. He's been requesting for a while. Did you have a comment or question? A comment and a question. Um, thanks for the uh, the opportunity. Um, first of all, I hope you know a lot of the people on this call, uh, new investors into uh, Lunk now, um, really view this as an asset, a distressed asset that you know has got value at the core, and they don't see it as a get you know get rich quick, you know buy a bunch of uh, tokens and and see it just you know pump up. So. Putting that aside, um, you know, I see this as this as a distressed asset that's got value um, from a bunch of different points. And one of my questions, from a macro uh, level, is: Was the sentiment amongst the uh, legacy developers and validators, having seen you know the the sudden um, uh, support around the community or developmental support? Um, are they, do you see a sentiment of deciding I want to stay here? I'm more optimistic about staying here versus migrating to the new chain. Um, you know, so my question is, is there a shift, uh, that initially they were going to migrate, but now they're considering staying because their customers also see value in the chain and, um, you know, see it viable on a long-term basis. Yeah, I think there's, you know, there's there's definitely multiple ways to kind of look at the situation with Chair Classic, right? And, you know, from a validator's perspective, like Dr. Doscoin already uh, kind of mentioned here, you know, we're we're running our operation at a loss right now on Chair Classic, you know, even with a, a significant amount of uh, Lunk delegated to Orbital Command, you know, the price of these assets is at zero dollars and zero cents, right? So, you know, we're generating, you know, a very small amounts in terms of what we could be generating, you know, with uh, some of these other chains, right? And we started our, you know, our validator on TerraClassic and we love, you know, we love the idea of decentralized money and we love the applications that we're building on TerraClassic. I guess what we've kind of seen, to answer your question directly, Rick, is, you know, a lot of the applications that were on TerraClassic seeing that TFL is turning their their focus towards uh, Terra 2.0 and I think for good reason from the se- from the sense of uh, Terra 2.0 having this new Luna token that is not tied to a failed algorithmic stablecoin and trying to build back the value for a new ecosystem that will ultimately with the airdrop new Luna tokens give value back to the individuals that lost and were building on Terra Classic before. Um, and so, I, you know, we're seeing the applications themselves um, turn their focus towards Terra 2.0. And so that's kind of been um, what, you know, we're seeing in the validator community, a lot of validators starting to turn their focus towards Terra 2.0 as well. With the value of the token being more valuable, you can run a profitable validating business there, which, you know, obviously, you know, you can't run an unprofitable business forever. Um, and so it's important to kind of take a look at the future of Terra Classic and also kind of, uh, you know, are there going to be applications built on the chain? Because that 
in my mind, like that's where the value of these networks really are, um, is in, you know, real use cases. And so um, the way that I kind of see it personally is unless there's going to be applications built on Terra Classic that are valuable, then the ecosystem of Terra Classic is not long-term going to be valuable, right? Beyond just kind of a meme chain. But that's my personal thoughts. And I'd love to hear uh, some thoughts from, uh, from some others. I know we got Jimmy up here as well, if he wants to speak to the burning of Lunk and uh, kind of the future of Terra Classic. Yeah, uh, I guess. Can you guys hear me? Yep. How you doing, Jim? Yeah, doing good. Um, yeah, I think like on like on 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 Twitter, our persona is like we try to have a lot of fun with it, and of course, like you know, we ride the wave around burning lunk, um, and that's all we're interested in. But you know, behind the scenes, we are thinking about the future of like the Terra Classic chain as well. Um, I think like one of the latest proposals is really important to um, turn the Terra Classic chain back into a profitable, um, like a profitable chain for validators to um, to essentially provide infrastructure for. Like I think you mentioned right now, you know maybe Orbital Command has say like one percent or one point four percent of uh, voting power, but in reality, like the amount, the value of that you know, Luna Classic, it's just so low. It's like maybe just a couple hundred bucks. Um, so, you know, even if you're generating, you know, 40, I don't know what the staking APY is, like 40 million or something ridiculous. Um, the actual value in absolute terms might only be like a few hundred bucks, right? And that's just not profitable um, on a month-to-month basis. But once the staking um, gets re-enabled, I think that uh, you can see a large inflow of Luna Classic being delegated and staked. And I think that it, it could almost become too profitable, right? Like 40 million APR APY is just uh, absolutely ridiculous. So if anything, we probably need another proposal to uh, scale or like uh, lengthen the Oracle rewards. Right? I think right now it's like two years, but maybe we need to extend it beyond that five, 10 years or something like that to bring down the uh, staking rewards to be something a bit more um, reasonable. So, uh, and in regards to like applications, I mean, there's a whole bunch of stuff that's still deployed and still works on the blockchain, right? Uh, on um, Luna Classic. So, sure, there's some things that are broken that maybe they relied on bots or kind of like privilege where the team was like maintaining some of the behind the scenes stuff. Um, but for the most part, like some of those contracts, they're deployed and they live forever and you can still interact with them um, today, right? So it's kind of still like maybe like limping along, but um, the smart contracts that exist there still work and they, um, you know, they're, they're still chugging along. So those are some of my current thoughts on uh, the Luna Classic chain. But uh, but yeah, keen to hear and listen what everyone else has uh, thoughts going on as well. Yeah, thanks for your input there, Jimmy. I'm just. So for anyone that's potentially new to this space it's worth recognizing that jimmy was a massive contributor on terra one one of the big brains of terra one uh obviously was part of prism as well and, and made multiple tools that helped people on uh, terra v1 and so you know we we value and support jimmy uh in everything that he's doing and you know the same goes for all the other protocols that were 
on Terra that have since migrated to either Terra 2 or Osmosis, um, which ties in with, with what Zion was say, saying before about, you know, us looking at options for going cross-chain, going multi-chain. Uh, we are now, you know, as of the last week or so, we're now on Osmosis and we're looking at a couple of other options because ultimately, as Zion was saying, we think that the value of the chain really is built around what's uh, the applications built on top of it. You know, lo- I think longevity is the biggest mm, consideration here. And so it's like, okay, cool. We want to support um, the people that were there, you know, obviously in the beginning, we've been, we've been in this space now, uh, the Terra space, some of us for the last, you know, two years type of thing. And so we want to make sure that we're, supporting the talent and supporting you know the the builders so to speak um and that we're also doing what's right for the community um you know with uh lunar classic which means you know which may mean maybe we entertain the idea of doing some sort of burn function ourselves like we don't know we're all this is all still you know we're just stewing in this pot at the moment to figure out what's gonna you know what's gonna be cooked up but the the, yeah, the fact of the matter is, you know, zo- zooming out, if we were to, like Jimmy said, then change some of the, you know, put some proposals through um, so that, you know, Terra 1 could be more viable in future, then that may create, you know, that that's the sort of thing that may create more of um, just a belief in it being more than just a meme chain. Um, but there's, things, there's considerations, you know, there's, there's, it's very hard to just dismiss the da- like the damage that has been done. Um, and I know there are many people in this call that have experienced it firsthand that were there uh, pre-collapse and, and also lost uh, a large holding of their, their worth. And so it's, in my opinion, and again, I'm not speaking for everyone at Orbital here. I obviously want to always encourage people to speak you know, for themselves. Um, it, in my opinion, I look at, at, at Terra One and I'm like, has it been tarnished to the point of, you know, no one, is anyone going to build there? We saw obviously very different situation with the Ethereum Classic and Ethereum, um, much smaller scale with the DAO hack. But as an example, you know, you've still, Ethereum Classic continues to exist, but the value has moved to where the applications have been built, which is Ethereum. Um, so looking at it from that perspective, and looking at the enormity of the, and I know I'm meandering a little bit here and I'll wrap it up in a second, but looking at the enormity of the task of trying to burn 6.9 trillion lunk, like that's a thousand billion and a billion's a thousand million. That's an astronomical amount. So the, you know, I look at it and I go, what are the, you know, what's the likelihood that we're ever even going to get close to burning that much and so i'm open to anyone jumping in at the moment who is you know has an opinion on that but the reality is you know we we pay oh sorry you go i think someone's about to jump in can i jump in yeah sure uh thank you so much sorry uh so yes 6.9 trillion is an absolutely amount of um, big amount of uh, of uh, long to be burned uh is impossible no uh, it's possible. Yeah, it is. It's going to be hard, but it's going to. It's, it's possible. If they changes and uh, on chain and uh, the the third party applications that that we are getting some some interest as well, they all do. They start doing that. 
it might be that we see some decrease on on the amount of uh, of uh, Luna Classic in the, in the couple of uh, uh, years or even months. We don't know. Um, but yes, I know that is very very difficult to do. At the same time, you were saying before that uh, yes, the 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 money, the investors, they move uh, to where the, the the applications are being run on. Uh, and yesterday I was doing, I was um, having a conversation with one uh, one company that is uh, that is uh, basically they are in the metaverse. And the first conversation that 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 uh, we have on on a video call was basically he was asking, "Are you supporting Luna 2 or Luna Classic?" And I was saying, "No, we are we are the community of Luna Classic." And he just breathed. The guy breathed. Okay, so that's the that's the guys that I want to support, and that's the guys that I want to get involved with, mm-hmm. because we have a massive massive weapon luna classic has the biggest community and the most united community i ever saw in my life uh, in terms of applications as well is uh, if you guys see one um, one proposal yeah i already spoke with the dudes with him amazing they are some uh dev from ukraine uh and uh, the the last proposal that, that you can see that is not even whitelisted is uh, uh, some devs that they want to create a game on the blockchain of uh, luna classic that is showing the, the, that they are interested in de- uh, developing with us. I know that it's not because it's not just because they like Luna Classic. It's because they see that it's a massive PR exercise. Whatever they are going to to do the game on the blockchain. They were checking on Ethereum to try to to organize on Ethereum, but they saw this big opportunity to launch on Luna Classic. And like them, uh, uh, more people are doing the same thing. And this is going to be a snowball, mate. At some point. We're going to have a lot of um, of uh, of applications trying to work with Luna Classic. I don't know if it's the ones that uh, that we want, um, but at least it's a start. Thank you. Cheers for your input there. I actually just had a message come through uh, to me just a moment ago, just for kind of uh, perspective here, that unless you can burn well over a billion lunk per day, uh, there's the effect actually is fairly mm, small. You have a billion per day would take 19 years. I'd have to I'd have to double check this to be sure, but this is what's just come through. It would take 19 years to reduce to can, 1 billion. Can I intervene there? Um, sure. I really didn't want to, to speak only about the burn, because I believe, like you said, that this has to offer uh, uh, much more to offer than just a burn coin or a mem coin. At the same time, is a is a very important process of the, of the whole recovery of the project, because you have to understand the community is is um, is hoping that this will happen. When we are talking about one billion coins being burned uh, a day, uh, and it will take um, yeah, I don't know, maybe ninety years or even more. That is that's a reality. You don't need to, you don't even need to to do the calculation because that's a reality. At the same time, someone was just saying that that Binance that has five point seven trillion coins. Personally, I don't even believe on that. I believe that they will have one point seven trillion coins that they are from the users. Um, either way, the number of transactions when the, uh, when uh, uh, Lunk was trending was around uh, two trillion uh, transactions a day. So if you put one point two percent on that. You will see that you will not burn one one billion. You will burn thirty seven billions a day. 
I know that that was when it was trending, and now the the number of transactions are de uh, decreasing. And plus, we have the the counter of the of the coin that is people who are not going to transact so much because it's going to cost them more. At the same time, then you have to to understand that the human mind, the human mind is, is going to think, okay, uh, I'm going to sell it. No, I'm not going to sell it, but I want I want to buy it because it's going to increase the value. Blah blah. Uh, what I'm trying to to explain is if if only Binance was going to to implement a burning, and uh, we are let's say half of uh, of the the max volume a day, we are going to still burn seven billions a day only on Binance. And but again, I don't want to transform this in a coin that is just burning, like you guys say. Uh, it's a lot more that this project, the devs, the validators, and the community can offer. Thank you. Um, if I could just add a little bit more to what Vegas has been saying, if that's okay. Yes, certainly. Yes. Um, so inside the Terra Rebels group, there is multiple departments, one of those departments being marketing. And marketing's aim is to bring retail back um, and a lot of other things on top of that. Um, bringing validators back to the chain is our main concern. We don't care about what TFL are doing up to a certain extent. What we really care about is all of the validators that are on board and not on board and getting everybody to pretty much um, coerce of each other, team up, act like that big huddle of penguins that I keep telling everyone about. But um, what I really wanted to add to this is a, um, it's somebody in the group, uh, I think his name's Hot Blight, so uh, shout, out, shout out to him. And it's pretty much a um, layout of how the tax could work out on a burn percentage scale with the transactions on volume slash day. Now, I will post this to my Twitter very shortly um, after this all ends, so you folks can see it. I will also send it to Orbital Command. And um, say we we have a transaction volume of 10 million a day with a burn percentage of 1.20. Um, that means we'll be burning around 120K a day. That's 840K a uh, week. That's 3.6 million a month and being 43.2 million a year. And obviously, this is with all of the exchanges jumping on board, getting it on chain and off chain. And um, he has stepped it up so then we can look further. So if we look to say the middle range of this chart uh, with the 1.20 burn tax, that's a 1 billion transaction volume per day. Uh, that's 12 million burn per day, 84 million per week, 360 million per month, and then 4.32 billion a year. And um, it keeps stepping up all the way down to three by uh, three billion uh, transaction volume per day with a 1.20 burn tax being 36 million a day, 315 million a week, 1.80 billion per month, and then 15.12 billion uh, per year. And like I said, that's just with the really, really averaged out maths, everything going according to plan and stuff like that. Now, the way that I like to see this at the moment is um, we can bring utility back to the uh, the ecosystem. We really want to keep Orion money on board by producing possibly a stable coin, which is in talks um, on the agenda for next month. And um, it's all things that are being planned. And like I said, they are planning on bringing retail back and we are working to bring everybody together. Like I said, I'll post this up so you can see it and I'll hand it back to Orion now. Thank you. Yeah, I think I'll add in there that, you know, I agree with uh, Vegas when he says that we have, um, like the Luna Classic folks have a huge portion of the attention in this space. If it, I think they have perhaps one of the largest communities at the moment in the entire Cosmos ecosystem. 
Um, and, you know, like, like, uh, like uh, Happy Cat was mentioning here that, you know, we can't do this alone, right? We need collaboration, we need marketing, we need a lot of people on board to make all of this happen. Um, and I'd like to kind of expand that vision too, that, you know, Luna Classic is not its own, you know, uh, sovereign or just isolated chain, but it's a part of the Cosmos ecosystem. Um, and I think being able to interact and collaborate with all the other chains, um, not only, you know, Terra 2.0, but we've got the entire, you know, other, other Cosmos ecosystem chains. You've got Osmosis, you've got Juno, you've got Secret that um, opens up a lot more possibilities than just building only on uh, Terra 1.0. And of course, like you guys have probably heard recently that we've got one of the largest um, like L2 ecosystem or uh, L2 apps that uh, is coming to the Cosmos ecosystem, ecosystem DYDX. So they're going to bring a ton of liquidity, a ton of users, uh, a ton of activity to the Cosmos ecosystem that um, the Terra Classic chain can essentially leverage and find ways to work with. So I would say, um, you know, for the Cosmos ecosystem as a whole, we're better together. And, you know, it's not like, you know, it's a, it's a fight one way or the other. Yeah, I'd like to just jump in on that, Jimmy. That 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 is amazing. I mean, I I love that sentiment. I I certainly fell into the trap of being an absolute Terra Maxi, and as far as my personal finances are concerned, that is why I got so wrecked. Um, there are some amazing chains. All in fact, all the chains on IBC in the Cosmos are amazing, and I wish I'd had my eyes open to that before. Um, we, I can see we've got Danku in the call. I make videos as well. There's there's lots lots of educators, not just about Terra, but about the whole of the cosmos. And that would I'm not trying to give anyone any financial advice, but I would certainly suggest don't just concentrate on Lunk, your hate of Terra two or whatever. Forget that. It is a community. Check out these other chains. There is money to be made, and it's not just about money. This technology is absolutely fascinating. So, yeah, educate yourself as much as you can. Orbital Command, we that's part of what we do. We like to sort of produce educational content on Twitter, on YouTube, and such like. So, yeah, just, if, uh, just learn. If I could just jump in on that, if that's all right. It's, uh, as a terror rebel myself, um, what I bring to the party um, is that we're aiming to improve the stability of the business. We're aiming to run it as a business properly. And that provides security for everybody that's involved in the ecosystem. And it was fantastic to hear you speak earlier on in terms of ensuring that community governance is actually delivered. So that's something we're really busy working on. And what we don't want to do is create a pump and dump. We want to create sustained, consistent growth where people feel secure Think of it a bit like a, an industrial estate where you know that that industrial estate is going to stay there for pretty much ever. And that's what we're aiming to create. So that just cut out or is there anything else to say there? Or? Yes, as, as, so, so as part of that, and, uh, you know, we've had a, a discussion here in terms of burns. Um, absolutely agree with what uh, Happy Catty has said. Um, we've really looked at this um, in a massive amount of depth. Um, if anybody to know me um i live and breathe spreadsheets so we've actually done all the financial planning in terms of the implications of burns um what raising taxes are uh what what raising taxes does in terms of buying new tokens based on the increasing value of them as the um 
as the amount in circulation reduces and so on. And we've done all that. And even with the just with the minimum 1.2% burn tax, the future's the future's very bright, I can assure you. And with all the other initiatives that are going on, you know, from this fantastic community. And that's been something that's major there. It's great having applications, it's great having a shop, but if nobody goes in it, it doesn't matter. And we consider that we're on the high street and we've got all this passing trade in this fantastic community um, that, you know, as volunteers, we've jumped in to make sure, you know, we, we protect um, this community. But we consider as being on that high street that people, you know, that they're just ready to walk through that door. And for them to get to, if you like, Luna um, version two, they've got to go through the front door, really, to get onto the back street where version two is. And although there might be some applications that have gone there, if you haven't got the footfall, well, it's not a very profitable business, is it? And we intend to keep the footfall, protect them people, and make sure the number one thing is that this disaster never happens again. So, so that's my five pence. Thank you for your five pence there. Yeah, well, technically speaking, it couldn't happen again as long as there's no U Lunar UST, um, you know, burn to meat mechanism. It theoretically can't happen again. Um, and it's, you know, I think what I'm taking away from this call is I'm listening to each speaker is there's obviously a you know the people that are part of lunk there's a lot of um you know passion and there's a lot of people who are uh, determined to make it work what i what i would love to see in future personally is a this kind of diminishing of maximalism kind of what uh rebel said before this diminishing of maximalism and tribalism, because I think that's what got a lot of people burnt with Terra One uh, in the first place. Is you know we were all everyone who was around, we were all very much uh, there was incredible belief around what was the, what the future of it was going to be, and there was good reason for that too, based on you know the adoption rates of UST. Um, what I think, yeah, if I'm looking at past mistakes that were made, it was it was around tribalism. Um, and it was around this mm, like certainty and this certainty that it was we were going to go to a certain place. And so, yeah, I really, anyway, this is just, uh, again, another short rant, but I just, I feel that there's, there's a lesson to be learned in the middle of all this as I'm listening, um, that if we are to, you know, if we are to continue long-term with Lunk in the future, what what I would love to see personally is a bridging, you know, a bridging between the old and the new um, and for there to be an understanding. You know, I think in this way, education really is a big key piece, an understanding of sort of all aspects of both chains. Because at the moment, I, I'm not sure if many people from Lunk understand that effectively what you know what what's happening when you burn tokens or when you take the rewards from Terra Two um, and burn them to then acquire uh, Lunk and then burn the Lunk is it is essentially contributing to a downward price action um, of Luna Two uh, by selling. So in a way, it is actually you know uh, mm, a leech sounds like a strong word as I'm saying it, but it is. It is essentially extracting value from Terra Two, uh, in the hopes that Terra One will, you know, prevail. And so it's one of those things where I'm like, are there other ways we can go about this? Are there other are there other ways where, um, 
yeah, just I'd love to have a conversation about that at some point too. Uh, oh, I'm on. Um, I don't know if you guys can listen because I don't see my my mic on. Um, but um, regarding that, uh, burning the 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 lung, um, uh, using Luna Luna two and stuff like that. Yeah, it's an action that is being made on that sentence. I have nothing against that, but I share the same view as you. I think it's, uh, it's taking it from one side to give to another. At some point, it's going to be the other way around. So the, the tribes are going to, to, to start fighting again. Uh, the only the, uh, one thing that I saw about this this massive cassifer, um, is this this was that people uh, like the validators, the devs, the community, they are first everyone got a view and now everyone is starting to funnel the view and start uh, walking in the same way you know so yes the burning uh, effect of the of the coin it cannot be just by taking from one side to give to another one uh, but if we can implement the burning and uh, in uh, small little projects or the exchanges or burning on chain uh, making sure that the devs the validators the the airdrops uh, for the for the, the apps they are all there. I think this will work. Thanks for those words. We've got one mega educator up to the stage. He's also a validator on both Terra Classic and Terra 2. Danku, have you got anything you want to add to this? Uh, hey, gentlemen. Uh, I was yesterday in Spaces for a long time uh, from the guys of Say Network, and uh, it was feeling good being back here again. Um, Talking to all of you, seeing so many uh, known faces, Zion, Dr. Doscoin, you rebel, Jimmy, uh, really cool too. I just, it feels home <laughs> again. So I couldn't hold myself back. I didn't want to click on request mic, but uh, then I said, you know what, um, let me just quickly click here because um, I'm very interested to ask the question of what is the benefit in burning tokens themselves, right? Um, I myself never saw any benefit in burning tokens as an action itself because burning token means in the end destroying economic value unless there is a reason for the economic value which for the terra luna ecosystem was the only ecosystem that has ever kind of had an economic value but in the end still failed unfortunately as we all know and i'm asking myself why do we want to now keep on destroying value and put effort into something where all the effort could be done or put somewhere else, but maybe I'm missing something in terms of why should economic value be destroyed instead of being redistributed, which is the reason of staking and also a tax fee on transaction, which is then translated to stakers. Um, yeah, I think that's it. I think, okay. sorry, Vegas, okay. just wanted to add on that real quick. Um, yeah, I just wanted to uh, kind of um, add to that and say, you know, I think it's a, it's a great point, you know, destroying economic value. And I also think that, um, really, for the network of Terra Classic to have value, it's going to need to actually generate buy demand. You know, burning alone is is not going to be enough. There needs to actually be people that are bullish on the ecosystem, right? People that are not just holders of the token now, but also people that want to buy the token and, you know, generate economic value for the ecosystem. And that kind of comes back to my point earlier with the applications and I think what we, what I would like to see at Orbital Command, you know, Dr. Duskoin talked a little bit about what he would like to see from the community side. I think from my side, what I would like to see is applications signaling their interest in building on the ecosystem. You know, if we see viable essential applications like DEXs and NFT marketplaces and, you know, lending and borrowing protocols and different things like that being built on Terra Classic, 
and signaling that they're willing to continue investing their time and resources into building out a viable L1 ecosystem, then I think that that makes sense for Orbital Command to continue validating on it. But as as a you know as a as a supporter of of Terra Classic, you know, and and what the idea there was being around decentralized money. It is a bit disheartening from our side seeing the kind of whole concept of the idea of decentralized money and Terra devolve into this idea of we're just going to burn everything to the ground. And, you know, that's the whole like ethos of this community now. Um, I think that, you know, what we all were excited about, you know, the people that were here initially for for Terra Classic were, was this idea of a sovereign money, you know, and that's what got us all into the ecosystem and this idea of a decentralized economy needs decentralized money. And so I think from our side, and at least I can speak for myself, what I would like to see is the applications. You know, it's not like we need to come back to this idea of sovereign money for me to be bullish on Terra Classic again, but I would like to see the applications being built on the chain and, and people wanting to invest their time and resources into it from a builder and developer standpoint, not just from the standpoint of, uh, like Donku was saying, destroying economic value. Um. Thank you. The, um, what Tonker uh, and Yuzan were, were saying, yes, I understand. The, 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 the thing is, we already have uh, some, some, uh, some promises of uh, small but solid uh, uh, new platforms that they want to work with us. And that is happening only by one reason, because we have more important than tokens is the community that buys and holds that tokens. And we have them. The community is on the side of Luna Classic. If you take the, the 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 idea of burning away from them, they will go away as well. I don't know if I understand very uh, very well when you, uh, when uh, Dunker says that um, um, is uh, at least this is my view that I was thinking. What he's saying is that um, is he is he enough for us to do this and uh, burning the money and um, and then in the end we're not going to have nothing. Let's just move to Luna Two. Um, if if that is a, that is what you are saying, I really don't 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 share the same view because I think we should uh, not give up on the on Luna, Luna Classic. We should not give up on the community itself. The community voted for for the and the validators they voted for for the burn, and that was the the trigger to make this start again. So, in my view. Yes, we are burning uh, the tokens. At the same time, we are compressing the the, the value of each token. Uh, that is not even going to take away from the stake because then that that value of this token is going to be staked, yeah, and is going to increase the 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 the, the value. So in market cap, you're not going to see a lot of difference. Uh, yes, it's going to maybe will create some speculation, so the market cap might even increase. Uh, but this is going to open other doors for new third parties uh, um, applications. So I don't think we are taking away. I think we are giving away. Thank you. Mm, I don't understand. So um, I mean, oh. to, to my understanding, economic, um, um, correct me, is supply and demand. And uh, if blockchain technology is interesting, it's because demand is increasing uh, because we get new applications on the ground and that automatically leads into higher demand, better price. So if I get you right, you're saying that there is an impossible way forward for higher demand and you need to squeeze the supply because if I'm listening to you and it would be that easy, um, why did not others come already to the idea that burning token is just a one way up? And what you're also saying is that people basically are around as a so-called community as lottery players here 
that only care about burning tokens, which I would be very sad if the Luna community, which I would say I've always been part of, uh, would have evolved to uh, people that just care about that piece without having on the other side a long-term goal, which as Sion just said, disappeared, right? The burn was before, but it had a reason, right? In believing in a decentralized stablecoin. So what is the burn now for? Is it just to pump the price, which would be sad, I think, in the end, right? Because that's irrelevant for blockchain. It's about innovation and demand, right? I really believe uh, what you're saying is true. Yeah, I don't take that words from you. But uh, if you if um, if you if you um, if you're going to take the 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 burn, yeah, from uh, from the community, uh, you are not you are not letting the, the the race start. I believe that the, the community wants the burn, but I believe that they want more as well. It's not just that. If it's that, yeah, I'm with you. It's a little sad, but it's not just that. Myself, yeah. I bur I um I burned oh my God. Uh, I mine Ethereum, Bitcoin, and uh, Litecoin, and a couple of other coins for a couple of of years, yeah. And uh, when Ethereum start talking about uh, POS and whatever, I started trying to understand how, how this technology worked, and I fell in love with that. And then I found I found Luna, and then Luna crashed, and I was mad, you know. Uh, the the reason that no one ever the uh, uh, no one ever uh, burned uh, coins to 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 um, to solve uh, any uh, any problem is because no no other blockchain have this um, massive problem like we have was 6.5 or 6.7 trillion uh, 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 coins minted in a, in one day yeah so this is this is this is not even um, I understand that your your point of view but this is it's not it's not a solution but it's a reaction what the, the problem that the that was uh, happened by a mistake or whatever yeah no, so I think no, but I think we're mixing stuff here. We need to be very careful. The amount of tokens on the market is irrelevant, right? Um, because we have supply and demand, and the price expresses the exact amount of market cap that is needed for the supply. If you start like Shiba Inu with twenty billion trillion thousand coins out there, or if you start like Bitcoin with twenty-one million, or with the goal of twenty-one million doesn't matter, right? Um, it doesn't matter how big the figure is. You can also say from tomorrow on. Lunk is just one. There is just one Lunk. You just move the comma <laughs> to uh, forward, right? I, I don't think that that's right. um, something we, we, we need to be very careful here in what should be achieved and, and what are the facts, right? And um, and as a matter of fact, also on top, we need to be careful with the technology that is at place here, right? I think DYDX showed now that the Cosmos SDK is interesting, but um, the Terra ecosystem needs to also be driven by people. And TFL also, I think, said that they will not put any resources more in Terra 1, which is a big problem because it's legacy technology um, with the Cosmosm and everything that is also put on top of that. So there are a few topics which need to be very carefully driven if we talk about true technology interests. Um, if I could just um, quickly have um, address a few things that have been said. And I also want to address what Orbital Command have actually said to us that I don't think anybody's actually addressed properly yet. So um, what Orbital Command is actually saying um, is that pretty much they want to see not just the community focus on Lunar Classic itself, but both chains. And my point is what I keep trying to get across to people is that um, we need to come together. Like I keep saying, like I have the penguins, we need to come together. Both coins exist. Neither coin is going away. And um, as it stands at the moment, like the doodle on my bit of paper, there's two parties stood at either side of the bridge and um, neither party wants to sort of. And um, people saying, yes, burning will reduce the supply. 
and in turn each other coin will be worth more on a percentage scale but what a lot of people need to understand is we also need that use case we can't just have people buying coins holding bags and then um pretty much expecting the price to just go up because you're holding coins that's not what creates value in um, a coin it needs volume it needs transactions and it needs use cases and um as to the supply squeeze and the burn i think everybody knows that it's necessary for burns to happen yes but it should not be our sole focus or purpose in this the purpose is to get everybody together both on classic and mainnet and work together and like orbital command said it's not good um like people who are pretty much taking um liquidity from the uh, main net putting it onto the classic net and then in turn burning it so to speak and um like orbital command keeps saying as well is that this really needs to work for everyone um businesses need to be profitable at the end of the day and um people do need to earn money and that's why everybody is in the space it's not just for the technology it's not just for the laughs it's not just for the giggles it's it's because everybody wants to earn money and 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 that's the the bone bare fact of it but what everybody should take away today i think from this meeting is the fact that everybody should go away and think to themselves right we really do need to one bond together act like a true community accept that these things have happened accept that we've all been dragged through the dirt and um, yeah, just get on with it. Everything else has happened. It's not going away. Nothing's changing. And um, yeah, something's got to give either side of this, in my opinion. And what I would like to see from uh, Orbital Command is uh, possibly acting as that bridge between uh, TFL and the community, uh, if possible. And uh, yeah, thanks for listening to me, guys. Sorry for rabbiting a little bit. Thanks, Orbital. I, I, I don't know which side you right now took. If it's, uh, sorry, and Dr. Doscoin, you take it there, and I also stop on my side. It's like everything that I hear is stop Luna Classic. Um, let's move on with Terra 2 if there's an interest in the Terra ecosystem. There is no economic value for validators right now to running Terra 1. Why even doing this? Stop the show over there. Move over. No uh, new product probably will move on Terra 1 if it can move on Terra 2, on Juno, on Cosmos, wherever it is. Uh, why are projects right now moving away? Because they're afraid of basically not getting neither liquidity nor technology support on the old chain. So uh, why even pushing forward? As you said, if there is a way forward and if there, if there is a community, and I would also like to be very careful in saying what is community because the people that I see, if I've never seen them before. Sorry to be now so direct in any calls. And I see Sefi the Legend, Tundra out there, OIO or Alex. Uh, I have my problems in calling them community, right? Uh, they have not been around. Uh, I don't have a problem with welcoming new people. But uh, if somebody says the community is intact, I would put a question mark there. Um, like myself, a lot of people lost a lot. People need uh, time also to digest. And um, I just would like to ask for be careful with that kind of term and saying that the community is intact or around or asking for something. Some really good yeah, uh, contributions there from everyone so far. So thank you, happy catty uh, Vegas as well. What I want to do just real quick here, being that bridge you know, for the community here is, you know, I did say that this would go for an hour and would extend it if it's productive. It's still productive. So we're going to keep going. What I would love to do though is we've, we've uh, Vegas, we've dropped off. Happy Caddy, you've had a fair bit of air time so far, mate. So what I might do is also um, get you to jump down because we want to give uh, more of the community a chance to have a talk. We've got Shadows and Deeps who have both been uh, waiting quite patiently in line for a little while now. So what I'll do is um, 
open up a couple of spaces and we'll let these two speak and then we'll bring up some more community. But everyone has had uh, some great contributions so far, so thank you so much. Shadows, I believe you're next, mate. Hello? Hello? Yeah. Um, I was with the Loop project that apparently has decamped someplace off of uh, Luna 1. More importantly, I went through the split between Steam and Hive a couple of years ago. And it was one of the places that I, I really saw the absolute power of community to uplift and support a project. And when this happened with, with um, Luna 1, or Luna, I should say, I started poking around. I'm, I'll have to apologize for the noise in the background. I started poking around and looking at what the reaction was to people, you know, by the people that were involved in the project. And what I was seeing was that same passion, that same community, that same, let's pick up the pieces, let's make this work. And it impressed me enough that I have, I have bought in and I continue, will continue to buy in. And I'm even more impressed with the fact when I hear Vegas say projects are, are looking at coming on to, to uh, Luna Classic. You get a few on, it will build from there. That ecosystem will come back. But it's going to take the dedication and the people that are working. And I've been watching it going on in the in the Terra Rebels Discord. And I'm impressed. I I just want to encourage it to, to see it continue to happen. I think it's great. You might also want to take a look at um, Hive. We had a, a chunk of steam was called the Ninja Mine that created Pretty well, 95% of the trouble at between uh, with Steam. And when that came over to Hive, it got turned into a community fund. It might be something you might want to look at with the excess supply, turning some of it into a fund that the community can vote on uh, proposals that will help fund projects going forward. I know that the coin doesn't have a lot of value right now, but we've got to think about the future. That value will come up as long as we've got the faith and the work to put into it. That's all. Awesome. Thanks for your contribution there. Deeps. Bring up, yeah, Deeps. Uh, hey, everyone. Uh, so I just kind of wanted to offer a perspective on something. I've been hearing over and over again the word community. Donku kind of commented on it. And I, and I feel like a lot of us are losing sight of what exactly or exactly how Terra 2.0 started, right? So. I think someone earlier in the call mentioned, like, how do we bridge Luna Classic and Terra 2? And to me, that's, that's what the airdrop was, right? Um, we didn't have to get skin in the game in this new chain. Like, we didn't have to bring the community together. Um, but that's, that's what people banded together to do and launched Terra 2.0. And uh, now we're seeing a lot of protocols being built on top of it. So, no, does Terra 2.0 have everything on it that Terra One did. No. Like did it have does that prism right now? Does it have all these other protocols? No. Um, but there are people building towards making it better. Um, it, it was the whole point of that motto, right? Like, you know, Terra the community is more than UST, right? And we still have the community. So I don't really understand that point that we keep bringing up, right? Like how do we bring that community? The community is still here. Everyone that got wrecked by Terra One you know, Lunk that we call it now, um, still has skin in the game. So, you know, I'm not 
here to stand in the way of Lunk and protocols being built on it, right? You know, if we see some great value added to the chain other than just burning, you know, great. Like, not trying to stand in the way in that. But I, I am also kind of having a hard time believing that a lot of the Lunk community members want that and it's not just about pumping their bags. Like, I've got plenty of Lunk too. I got wrecked. I would love to see it go up in value. But um, I care about the community. I care about the builders, and I, I think we kind of got to be patient here, right? We got to let Terra 2.0 build, and I think we need to come together. And I think being factioned as two chains right now um, isn't coming together. And so that that's just kind of my thoughts. Mm. Awesome. Thank no, you for your contrib- contribution too. Zion, want to touch on that? Yeah, I was just going to say, I think that's a, that's a really important point. You know, um, everything you just said, you know, I think bridging the community through the airdrop including the concept of skin in the game and how people now have Luna on the new chain. And we're seeing the community is still here. Like this, this space is a great example of like, we have a bunch of OGs in here from, you know, it's, it's, it's really like warming my heart after everything that's happened to see a lot of these guys in here, like, you know, Sefi, Midas, Jimmy, Donku, you know, OIO, like all tons of people in here that are, you know, that were on, uh the og chain that was that were you know believing in the idea of decentralized money and are still around you know still around and are still focused on on building uh building out the tier ecosystem so i think that's fantastic and really appreciate you coming up and and uh talking about the importance of community to you and just to piggyback off that i've just noticed outlet finance is also on the call so shout out to outlet uh you know you guys are, you, you guys are building and Obviously, everything was just kicking into gear as it all went uh, went south. So hopefully, um, well, actually, I put the invite too out to uh, Outlet if you are able to talk. I'd be curious to hear what you're doing and if you are continuing on Terra 2 or if you're continuing on another, another chain just to, um, yeah, if you want to have a quick chat, we'll get you up for that too. Um, I think we've got, who's next? US Zeus. Zeus. Zeus, Zeus yeah. Hey, guys. Um, First of all, uh, thanks for giving me opportunity to speak. Um, it's uh, I guess it's it's uh, it's an honor to be among you guys. Like um, uh, like someone said, um, we have like a bunch of OGs here: Danku, um, Jimmy, Sefai, uh, Midas, Oyo. So uh, basically, um, I, I don't know if you guys know, but we are a new validator. So uh, I I do actually I do have a, a site uh, which just uh, I just launched like a couple weeks ago. Um, so basically, it's a, it's data analytics. I don't know if you guys got a chance to look into that. Um, but uh, so my my question is from the validator perspective. Again, we are not in top one one thirty because again, it's it's really hard to kind of break in into into like top one thirty. But um, um, yeah, so I guess the question is, I see that a lot of validators uh, for Terra too, uh, they are offering uh, things like um, you know. Um, the we we are gonna use the the lunar rewards that we are gonna collect, uh, and then we are gonna use that to to burn uh, Luna C. So uh, you know I, I'm kind of mixed on that. So I just wanted to see what's the the community's opinion on that. Like, is it is it a good idea to kind of use the the Luna Two token to kind of burn the Luna C? Well, I think you have the right guy in here to talk about that. We got uh, the burn master himself here, Jimmy. So. I don't know, Jimmy, if you want to talk to that point. Yeah, I think um, for that uh, avenue to continue to burn the Luna Classic token, it really depends a lot 
on the success of the new uh, Luna 2.0 token, right? Like we can only we can only get so many delegations um, before you know we own too much of the network. Um, and even if we did say like own 100 percent of the network, just the amount of Luna that we're burning depends heavily on the staking rewards, the price of Luna, the success of the, success of the new chain. Um, and yeah, it's just one avenue uh, across this whole, this whole bit, but that things can accelerate as long as the new Luna chain, um, you know, continues to accrue value and this new Luna is say locked away or there's buy demand uh, for the new Luna token. Uh, in terms of like, Overall volume, it's still, you know, we're still just getting started, right? Like it's only been probably like a month or so. Um, and the amount of Luna that we're burning or the, the amount of Luna Classic that we're burning is just a nominal percentage relative to the amount of volume that's being traded um, on the exchanges every single day. So people that are worried that uh, we're extracting too much value out of the new Luna chain right now and burning Lunk. Uh, tokens. Uh, it's just at the moment, it's just it's not you know it's not making that big of an impact compared to the actual demand and the trading volume for Luna Classic itself. But I just say like yeah, we're just getting started, so we really need um, this new Luna chain to succeed for us to accelerate the Luna Classic burn through the validator rewards. Um, yeah, so that's like on that avenue. But of course, like we we mentioned a bunch of other ways that we can implement fees and burns and attract other builders onto the Luna Classic chain, but uh, yeah. Thanks, Jimmy. Yeah, so um, I guess the the closing remarks from my side, um, again, it's it's been an honor to to be among um, you guys, like the OGs. Um, again, I lost like everything when we got tracked. So, um, you know, I've been listening uh, to you guys like for more than, uh, more than a year or so. And uh, I learn a lot, uh, especially you, you say five, uh, you know, and um, zero nomics. Uh, I don't know if he's on the call, but uh, yeah, a bunch of different strategies and stuff like that. So finally, you know, at least I feel like I'm hoping that uh, I'm contributing to the community. Um, like I said, um, I have a, the, the analytics tool uh, right now on, on Terra. So hopefully we'll just add some more uh, um, Cosmos chains on that as well. So thanks for giving me the opportunity to speak. Thank you. Appreciate the input, Zeus. Do you want to just before you wrap up? Because what we'll do next is we'll go to TTLG, is next in line, um, who is another Terra validator, and then we'll go to Outlet. But just real quick, Zeus, you said you had a tool. Do you just want to drop the uh, quick URL for that tool? Sure. Yeah, I'll do. Thank you. What is it? Uh, it's ZeusStaking.com. ZeusStaking.com. So anyone who's listening, jump onto ZeusStaking.com and have a look at Zeus's tool. I appreciate you, mate. TTLG. Hey guys, Georgi here from TTOG. Apologies if I repeat in any way. I missed the beginning of the conversation. I'll be sure to listen to it. Thanks for recording it. Um, we have a validator both on Terra Classic and uh, Terra 2. Um, we've been, I've been studying, I'll just speak to, uh, uh, for myself, uh, but um, I've been studying a lot of the solutions proposed for the uh, you know revival of Terra Classic and it just it gets very complicated and uh, managing all the possible risks and outcomes and in the current macro environment i think it's very very difficult to 
um, to to see a, a solution that is viable and launch it. Uh, the devs are understandably working on Terra 2. Uh, we understand that. Um, and uh, there is just not enough interest. And if we get into the bull market from investors, if we get into the bull market, I expect that Terra 2 will grow. And there will be also interest in taking Terra Classic and doing something with it. Uh, it may be a little bit controversial, um, but if you look at what's going on with UST, um, there's very high likelihood that Terra 2 will also try a version of UST. I know algorithmic stablecoins are going to be securities according to the new regulation. They won't even be called stablecoins, but I envision that there will be some attempt at a, at a stablecoin. And then what's going to happen with UST? I think that's where it needs to be coordinated because UST is not just going to be wiped out from Terra Classic. So that's one perspective that I think will need to be addressed somehow. Also, are the two chains independent? Are they uh, in somehow related, like the burning that's going on from, uh, uh, from one of the validators? There are some, some plans like that. But in my opinion, we see a lot of community support for Terra 2 to be so sort of self self governed self sustained and then Terra Classic also be self governed and self sustained and I posted in one of the forums I envision something like bull market comes or twenty twenty three comes and we have bottomed out and a proposition comes from TFL maybe though maybe uh, someone with somebody reputable like let's say um, FTX or just somebody big to take over and take their classic to a new direction. And a lot of community members have expressed the opinion that if the validators on their classic support that unanimously, I think that will organize the community towards that solution. But we need that kind of community support and validator support around Terra 2 launch, right? Everybody was supportive of that. We all rallied, everybody worked towards that. And we need that sentiment and support towards a new solution. What that would look like, it's very, very hard to tell. One thing that some of the proposals have shown is that if we do something with our classic that breaks it, we may not be in position for like six months, 12 months from now, when that solution comes, to have something that is operational. Now, I understand that our classic the First of all, as a validator, we'll continue supporting it as, as long as we can. We're barely running at break-even now, maybe, maybe at a loss a little bit. So we'll continue doing that as long as we can. But um, it, there are just a lot of opinions and a lot of proposed solutions. One thing that everybody agrees is that if the validators rally, and there is a proposed solution that will give it a face and give it a vision for Terra Classic, I think the community will rally as well and there will be development and there will be money. I don't see that happening for a little bit of time, maybe six to 12 months. And we just need to kind of hang tough. I'm not sure if it just cut out at the end there. It's dropped out of mine, but um, TTLG, I appreciate your words there. 
I think one of the last things that you did say was just around obviously your validator, you know, your uh, breaking even or barely profitable type of thing, you know. And we had Danko on before. Um, you know, this is this is kind of this is a conversation that's happening probably at most validators uh, on Terra Classic at the moment. And so this is why this conversation is really you know really uh, important to have because ultimately if the validators don't see you know a reason to be continuing the operations then it really does affect the health of the chain terra classic and the uh, terra classic so we just want to you know obviously this is the whole point of this conversation is just to find out where's everyone at what's the future of it looking like um you know how do we feel about the chain outside of it currently being a bit of a, a pump coin chain um so i appreciate your input there to ttlg now at the very start of this call i did say um, that we do it for an hour to an hour and a half if need be. We're now at that hour and a half sort of point. What I'm going to do is get Outlet up to speak because they've been ever so patient also. Um, as I said, they were building on V1 and I'd love to hear what they're doing now. And then we're probably going to start working towards uh, wrapping this up just so that we can kind of be in integrity here. And, um, you know, I said an hour and a half. It's going to run a little bit over, so I hope that you're okay with that. Um, but Outlet Finance. If you are still there and ready and willing, we'd love to hear what's going on uh, with Outlet now. Hey, everyone. Can you guys hear me? Uh, Indeed, awesome. yep. So, yeah. Well, as some of you guys know, uh, we were literally like days away from launching uh, our wallet on Terra, and we were to start, you know, really onboarding some of our users there. Uh, we have about 50,000 total users with us and almost, you know, obviously, uh, that wouldn't have been good if we launched on Terra. Uh, so pushing back this launch and doing things in the way we did ended up being, you know, relatively okay for us. Uh, um, we did receive emergency allocation funding for Terra 2.0. And we will be launching our wallet on Terra 2.0 uh, with the same exact product that we, uh, you know, promised. Um, it took a while for us to really uh, come to a decision as to what we should really do. Um, but I think ultimately, right, we want to make, you know, I'm hearing some, ser some serious stories on here, right? I'm sure a lot of people did get absolutely wrecked. Uh, from the course of events uh, and it's just really a shame how things went down right but I want to do as best as we can as a company to be by everyone right who wants to still enter crypto and be a part of like this whole decentralized financial movement um, so we are pivoting the company a bit uh, we're not going to be just supporting Terra or Terra products. We're opening up our on-ramp to all companies. I mean, I'm sorry, to all wallets across all chains and networks. We're directly going to be working with uh, some of the top chains and ecosystems. And we're super excited about the future of you know onboarding as many people as we can directly to DeFi. Just so everyone knows, we are going to be essentially supporting, you know, all the top layer ones, including Terra 2. We are literally going to have the cheapest on and off ramp fees um, and uh, really still have kind of the same simplistic personal finance application, uh, but be a, a complete non-custodial wallet as well. So, um, you know, 
it's kind of uh, upsetting as uh, the outcome of Terra, but I think it's uh, a pretty big step forward for us as a company to uh, broaden our reach. Uh, you know, it's all these different ecosystems, right? I think we offer a great service where uh, people can offer up their funds instantly. Um, we're, you know, obviously we hit a couple of speed bumps with our developer cycle development cycle due to the UST crash. Uh, but our app is completely up and functional. Uh, and uh, yeah, we're ready to, uh, you know, wheel and deal and give everyone the best of DeFi. We are going to be working with uh, new infrastructure providers as well for the simple outlet account. Uh, we are we did drop our yield map from 9% down to, you know, a whopping 5%. You can still earn up to 7.5% on stable points through outlet, uh, just through jumping through like one small hoop. Uh, but generally, right, we're looking to upgrade that by giving people the very best of DeFi uh, across several different ecosystems and working with these teams directly to provide incentives that are essentially risk-free yield, right? And just like, uh, maybe not just like, uh, you know, providing LP tokens in a DEX, but uh, the same type of incentives, right? Where teams give money on over to uh, provide liquidity to their ecosystem. We're essentially kind of changing the um, front end of the app to really reflect more of like a DeFi app store and because we have all these different wallets and ecosystems supported now, we're going to essentially allow users to go in and out of any DeFi ecosystem really instantaneously. So it'll be a really sleek app for those of you guys who are uh, serious LPs or you know, just somehow providing liquidity across DeFi. Or if you are um, you know, someone who just really doesn't care and wants a simple uh, managed account. So essentially, uh, like we have today with a rewards account or, um, you know, something like we'll have in the future, which was going to be the anchor account, right? Just some, some really good quality vault. Uh, we're currently kind of picking through a couple teams and ecosystems who will, who will kind of power that, but we're going to be launching our Terra wallet as well. Uh, I feel like I just kind of went on a quite a tangent there, but, uh, <laughs> thank you. Mate, it's so good to hear that you guys are uh, continuing. I thought that what you were doing on Terra one was awesome. And so, you know, the fact that you're on Terra 2 and you're going to be on uh, multiple chains is fantastic. I think that's one of the big lessons that we learned, you know, obviously being only a validator on Terra 1 was when Terra 1 went to shit, we obviously, uh, you know, we, we got hit really hard. Um, so diversification, everyone who invests kind of knows this, you know, be diversified, be across assets, um, you know, for safety measures. And so... You know, that's one of the things we're doing too is we're going cross-chain. We recently launched on uh, Osmosis and we've got a few other chains uh, in the in our sites. And I know that, you know, we had Danku R on the call earlier too and we know that he's gone multi-chain too. Um, but that doesn't mean that we're not uh, still looking at what's happening here at uh, Terra. So, you know, just to mention, just to sort of reiterate, we what we're going to be doing is we're going to be taking a look at the progress of Terra V1 um, over the coming months. You know, look at the apps that are being built there, uh, you know, offer community support where we can and just look at what's going on overall um, before we come to any decisions about, you know, what happens with us validating on Terra in the future. This is just a preliminary discussion 
to identify, you know, get this conversation going, let people know kind of where we're at and where other validators are at. It's not, you know, this isn't an isolated thing. There are other validators who are considering uh, the same sort of, having the same considerations. So we are going to be just keeping an eye, you know, keeping a finger on the pulse, keeping an eye on what's going on. Um, and of course, you know, have some more conversations in future as we start to uh, decide what happens with our involvement with Terra One. With that all being said, this has been a wonderful conversation. Um, really glad that we've had lots of you know, tremendous input from an array of people. Uh, we've had some OGs, we've had some of the new blood, and you know, you've all stuck around. So we really appreciate that. I just want to say thanks for that. Um, this is how you know this is how communities are built. And so, you know, with that being said. Um, Keep your eyes and ears on, you know, the Orbital Command uh, Twitter. This is where we post most of the updates. If you're not on the Discord, you can find us there too. Of course, if you are new to this space and you're wanting to, you know, receive some education, we, we have you know, lots of really intelligent people outside of um, the, you know, just the Terra ecosystem people that are across uh, the cosmos and all that. They're all having conversations within the Discord that are worth listening to. So, um, do recommend you check that out. Uh, with that all being said. That's that's pretty much everything from me. I think Rebel, Zion, Jimmy, um, who else we got here? Outlet still on the, as a speaker. And, uh, of course, we've got Edwin behind the curtain at the Orbital Command account. Just want to say thanks for you guys all jumping on. Happy to wrap this up now, and I bid you all adieu. Thanks, everyone. Take care, everyone. See you, guys. Thanks for checking out another episode of The Ether. That was the Terra Community Conversation hosted by Orbital Command chatting about Terra 1.0 with the Sheeb Army recorded on Thursday, June 23rd, 2022. For terraspaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Sheeb Army. Uh. When we blow through the dust, volcanoes erupt. No one ever guessed that the game would be tough. Keep it hands off when the play is a bust. Plain old and just, so we keep it on the one. Blast off on the two. Help me see the three. Third, I open wide, checking out the scene. Laser beam focused, star scream jokers. Living off the fat of the people they approach. Tell me what happens when the land fights back. With the cliffs at our backs, make the last stand matter. No one ever planned for the famine on deck. We was walking all erect with the dead man swagger. Sitting in a little den, envision in the middle men. Listen to the fatal man play a little ditty then. Talk about how all the Leaders seem reptilian, lost in the maze, trying to make the next bubble billion. Talk about how all the leaders seem reptilian, lost in the maze, trying to make the next bubble billion. Little den envision in the middle men Listen to the fiddle man play a little ditty then Talk about how all the leaders seem reptilian Lost in the maze trying to make the next No one gave a shit till the drugs all dried up Everybody died from a bad batch of Lysol But it didn't matter we was all hyped up When the pedalitha metal just didn't have the right skill Watched in the daytime till the night curfew Rats in a cage till they make time to murk you Got a little job that falls under my purview We gotta get this mob away from the birds you gotta find cover wipe off the bird poop right off the work while you try on the worst juice blinded by perps who try to reverse truth slide like fox news just trying to lie to you eating up the slop like a bunch of hungry vagrants i can't wait for the day they lock us up in stay
resilient Waiting for the internet to make me a b-b-b-billion In the middle men listen to the fiddle man Play a little ditty then Talk about how all the leaders seem reptilian Lost in the maze trying to make the next B-b-b-billion Talk about how all the leaders seem reptilian Lost in the maze trying to make the next B-b-b-billion Terror spaces